What's up, Freedom Chasers? Our guest, Jasmine Douglas, has been a powerhouse in the RVA area for the past five years. That's Richmond, Virginia, by the way. She has been, she has served 150 families, led a real estate team, trained multiple new realtors on the business, and acquired a million dollar real estate investment portfolio. Her mission is to show women that you can have a successful business while having the freedom you desire as a mother and a world traveler to live the life you want by doing it the Jasmine way. And you're gonna find out how. Welcome to the Freedom Chasers Six Figure Strategies Podcast. If you're an agent or an investor yet to hit six figures, this is the show for you. We take a deep dive into strategies to help you achieve the goal of six figures so that you can grow up to seven figures eventually. And here we are with Jasmine Douglas. I'm super excited to talk with you because a lot of your goals align with mine and the show in general. Like we focus on freedom and you are super passionate about helping women, which um, I actually love talking to women about this. So what inspired you to start that journey? Okay, specifically for women in real estate. So I started, um, more as just, I'm going to be honest, I started really wanting to do it for myself. I wanted to be an investor. Um, I was a new mother, still in college, and I knew that real estate was the fastest way to grow wealth, keep wealth, and also transfer wealth when you have a family. And so I really wanted to either flip, have rental properties, something that would acquire the type of wealth that I could have the freedom where I didn't have to punch a clock. And I could basically make my own schedule, what I want to do, when I want to do it. And I feel like a lot of times women are kind of diminished in the business place because we're expected to be in the role of family. And maternity leave is six weeks and sometimes you need longer. So it's really nice to have that flexibility to work if you need to, but not have to live paycheck to paycheck and really... Um, create the life that you want to live. And then a lot of these podcasts as well, they cater to men. Most of them are hosted by men. No offense, you are a man. <laughs> and, you know, I just wanted women to really have a space for us because we can do a lot of the things too. And when you think about contractors, you think about men most of the time, but Women can do the exact same things. I don't think that we just put ourselves at those tables and allow ourselves the opportunity to really tap into some of those opportunities. Absolutely. Um, you know, one of our guests that came on, her name was Dr. Erin Helley. Um, she's been analyzing statistically who does better real estate investing. And um, I don't have a fact check or anything, but her research indicates that women actually perform at a higher level than men do. I believe. <laughs> so, I mean, it's very interesting. So cool. I love that you're passionate about helping women. Have you ever thought about starting a podcast of your own? Um, so I did webinars, but not a podcast of my own because I'm, I don't like the technical part of it. Mm -hmm. So if I could just show up and talk and someone else could run it, I'd be a hundred percent for it. Interesting. Might have something for you there too. Um, <laughs> fantastic. So let's talk about your real estate journey a little bit. So where did it start and how did it evolve? Because you've already built multiple verticals here. So like, where did you start? And then when did you start adding the other ones into it? 
Okay, so I started in 2016 um, was the beginning. And really what I just said, that I got into it for myself, I was meeting with different people trying to figure out how to find properties, how to get financing, because I knew I wanted to be an investor. Turns out, I didn't file taxes correctly, so therefore, I couldn't be an investor upfront the way I wanted to. So when I met with a gentleman, as he was talking to me, um, really informal conversation, out the blue, he just blurted out, why don't you have your real estate license? And I said, you know, I never thought about it, um, but I'll go get it. At the time, I was doing hair, doing marketing, um, lots of odd jobs here and there, fresh out of college. So, you know, I was ready for the world. So real estate was it. Let's go do it. So I actually went and got my license and came back to him like a month later and like, hey, got my license. And, you know, he was confused. Like, wow, I tell people that, but they don't actually go out and do it. And, you know, I'm a go-getter. And real estate is definitely a field where you have to be self-motivated. So he told me to do it. I Googled and figured out where to get the license and came back. And, you know, I was like, okay, I got the license. Are you going to train me? And his response was, no, you already know how to sell. Go do it. So <laughs> I went and did it. And I didn't have any training, uh, anything, I, but I was making money. So a lot of people were cussing me out because, of course, I don't know what I'm doing, but I know how to sell. So that was the start of real estate. And then I just posted on Facebook, like, Can I hey, I'm a real Just a second. I hate interrupting, but you basically, this guy says, go get a real estate license. And you're like, boom, I got it. And the reason he told you is, first off, like a lot of these folks at networking places, they know like 90% of people aren't going to do what they say. Like they could give you the secret sauce. They could give you the step-by-step -step plan, but nobody's going to do it. You, yes, exactly. So you take action and then you ask for advice and he's like, you got this. You already know what you're doing. And so you're just winging it. So like, how are you winging it? So you, you, you had mentioned that you had marketing experience. Like oh, how are you able to build <laughs> business right away with no coaching and no support? Like you mentioned. Okay, so, uh, well, there's a word for that noun, and that word is networking. You know, at the time, that wasn't, like, a thing to network. It was just, like, build your business. I think a lot of people at that time were sitting in an office, cold calling or door knocking. They were doing the traditional. I was given, like, Buffini takes at one time, which is really old school. But me just being a naturally bubbly social person, I just talked to people, um, and what I was about to get into, I literally like posted it on Facebook, like, hey guys, I'm a realtor now. And people trusted me. So people do business with people that they like, know, and trust. So they already knew me just, you know, from knowing me in different places because I've been to multiple schools, social events, everything. And then, you know, they trust me. I like to think I'm a well, likable person. Trust, you know, trusting. And then... I mean, once I got it, they were just like, okay, well, this girl has been good at everything else that she's done. She was good at doing hair. She was good in the marketing world. Why should real estate be any different? So a lot of times it's taking those transferable skills and applying them to whatever new adventure you're going to embark on. And so me posting it on Facebook, people called me and, you know, I knew they needed a house that had the tools necessary, but I really just... I mean, wing it is <laughs> downplaying it. I really was just like, hey, you like this house? Okay, 
let me go Google to figure out how to get you under contract because I couldn't get in hold of my broker. So I had to Google everything. And you know, now if you're already in real estate, you understand this. The purchase agreement, well, for Richmond, Virginia is 13 pages long and you can send it in one email. They can sign seven signatures, sign at the end. Two o'clock in the morning, I sent every single signature one by one. Yes, and still miss stuff. And luckily, the other agents, like I mentioned earlier, I was getting cussed out because I'm calling people two o'clock in the morning. Hey, I got all the signatures done. They're like, no, honey, you still have six more to go. Don't call me no more. And, you know, they just had to guide me through. And then by the time I got to my third contract, it's like, okay, this is how this goes. Let me triple it. So you learn one thing and you just keep 10 x that over and over again. Absolutely. There's a quote that I steal from one of our guests all the time. You know, ignorance on fire is going to beat knowledge on ice 10 times out of 10. Because if you don't know what you're doing, but you're running at 120 miles an hour, you're going to figure it out along the way. As you said, at some point you have to. As you said, by your third contract, it's like, this isn't so hard. But that first one was tough. But I mean, it's just speed bumps on the road along the way. I would love to double tap on the networking. So when you're doing networking, are you going to events? Are you just kind of reaching out to people that you know, or give me an idea what your networking strategy was? Okay, so it was not a strategy. I was still winging my networking too. But really um, what I teach is basically the places that you already go. That's all networking is. You don't have to strategically say, okay, on Tuesday, I'm going to be at this place for this amount of hours. You don't know who's going to be there. But if you're naturally, you know, you go to the grocery store every Sunday. There's hundreds of people in the grocery store at the same time as you. It could be as simple as you're in line and you hear someone over, you know, over here, someone talking about real estate and you're just like, hey, funny you mentioned that, you know, the market is really crazy right now. What do you think? And you spark up a conversation and you, oh, by the way, I am a realtor. And you know, that's how you meet new people. And then far as things that you're already doing for millennials, we're out, we're going to events, especially now that COVID has passed and we can go to events again. It's really making sure you know every single person in that room. And I guess that's a strategy that I start doing was definitely um, just not staying in the shell. A lot of times we go to events and we stay with who we came with because it's comfortable, right? But if you venture out and you actually talk to the people that you don't know anything about, people that you probably would never talk to, don't look like someone that would be your friend, you never know what kind of knowledge that person has. And that's going to help you grow your network in all areas. 100%. I, I like to tell anybody that's new that you're one relationship away from totally changing your life. And there's no way to predict whoever that person is. So in order to find that person, you need to talk to a lot of people, just introduce yourself, have casual conversations, as you said. And I love that you said go to places that you're already going. Um, one of the guys I was talking to, he targets hairdressers. He'll go yeah. to dressers all the time and he will try to, I mean, obviously you're building a relationship first. You don't want to be like, hey, give my card to anybody coming and looking for a house. But if you build a relationship, people are going to do it willingly because they know you well. And guess what? Hairdressers are seeing like 50 people a day. Absolutely. 
absolutely. I told you I used to do hair. So of yeah. course those clients that were clients for me being a beautician turned into real estate clients. And actually, um, funny story, that's kind of how I knew real estate was the area um, to get in because when I was doing hair, these women were tipping me $100. And I'm like, what do you do that you're able to tip me $100? And they all did real estate at some point. So either they had rental properties or they were a realtor years before and now doing something else because they built up enough wealth that they didn't have to work hard anymore. So I just knew, I was like, oh, well, if you can tip $100 on you know, a $40 hairstyle, I want to do what you do. Absolutely. That makes a ton of sense. So apologize for interrupting you earlier. Let's get back into the story. So you start selling houses and then you were looking into investing, if I remember correctly. Correct. So I um, originally wanted to be an investor, fell into being a realtor because so many, and I'll be honest, I didn't know so many people would trust me, but they did. And so my business just grew and grew to a point that I you know, couldn't handle it by myself. And that's how the team actually came about. I had one month where I had 14 transactions and I about lost my mind to the point the money didn't even matter. I just did not want the mental stress of it. And I said, you know what? I need help. So I started a team and having a team allowed me more freedom to still service my clients, make sure that they're well taken care of. But then I had more flexibility to focus on flipping homes. And so I... um. My first one actually was from a client and I did a JV deal. Um, JV, if you don't know, joint venture. And basically we partnered, both of us, no knowledge of flipping whatsoever, put our heads together and, you know, one brought the money, one brought the labor, figured out the contractors, figured out the contracts and we made 60000 on our first flip, which was really good for just like jumping out here and doing it. And then same process, you know, I've never gotten 60000 at one time. That's some people's salary. So 10x it again, you know, just kept doing it. And then I got to a rhythm where I was like, okay, I can do half realtor, half investment. And then I started jumping into other things. And I'll be honest, they all didn't work out. I tried a boat rental company, RV rental companies, anything rental, uh, Airbnb, you know, I've tried a couple different things because I like adventure. Real estate is a huge market where you literally can find your niche in what you love and what you're passionate about and run with it. So, you know, I'll try just about anything. Only thing I have not done yet was build. And that's something I'd like to venture into next. And so that's where I am now. I love how this evolved. I think you made a lot of very intelligent decisions along the way. So first off, you were a realtor first, and you were working like crazy before you started looking for help. You know, a lot of people, like they're making, you know, they're doing like 10 transactions a year, and they're like, okay, I'm going to get a buyer's agent. Or I'm going to get an administrative assistant. It's like, no, you're not ready yet. Um, <laughs> but you were already crushing it. Like you had an absolute need for somebody before you built the team. And you very strategically started placing your time towards investing after having the team once you've effectively not eliminated yourself from your business, but, you know, reduced your capacity in the real estate business where a lot of people, they just build this massive team 
And building a massive team becomes a very high overhead thing because they want leads, they, they need attention and all sorts of things of that nature. And that's not, it's passive income, but it's also, it takes a lot of personal attention in order to get people to do what they're supposed to do. Because um, as you know, the biggest problem with realtors is, you know, they, they can know exactly the plan, but they're, they're just going to sit around the office talking about it. Um, <laughs> so very, very clever move there. Um, I'm just very impressed that you just naturally did that running at 120 miles an hour. So let's talk about how the investing evolved because you mentioned you have a million dollar portfolio. So obviously you're not flipping still, or you might still be flipping, but you do. I don't still flip. Yeah. Um, so I just believe that the easiest, as I've mentioned in the beginning, I really wanted to get into real estate to also build wealth and transition that to my kids. So my parents um, didn't own any real estate, you know, didn't leave me any head start. And I really wanted my children to have that. So if something did happen to me, they don't have to look forward to insurance policies or try to figure out anything for me. They have properties that they can cash out. And if they want to start a business, go to school, uh, whatever they want to do, that's, you know, my gift to them. So my strategy is really flip. And then when I make a certain amount, I take that and I buy a property and I just leave that equity in the property, let it sit and just kept building it up. And I'm still building, you know, I'm nowhere near finished, but that's a huge accomplishment for me to even be where I am now. Absolutely. So you mentioned you're looking to get into new construction potentially. Um, what, what else are your plans? Like, let's say... Um, we're about three and a half weeks away from New Year's. What are your goals for 2023? My goals for 2023, let's see. Uh, that's a hard one. And I say that because, you know, I'm a new mother and I strategically set enough rental properties that could cover my bills so that I was able to just be a stay-at-home mom. So ideally, I would like to um, build a couple houses. I already have the land. So really figuring out how to subdivide, add the water, sewage, and um, just build upon that and then possibly expand to other countries. Um, once you have the blueprint to do one thing, it's a pattern with me. I learn it. I keep doing it in multiple places. I love to travel. So ideally, if I could travel and, you know, build houses, me and a friend went to Africa last year and we really looked at how much it costs to build a home there. And it's you know, much less than America. So that's an opportunity there that I would love to explore. That's very cool. So, so you progressed already to building your own houses around here, or at least you're working on it, and you're already considering going international. So I'm curious why you chose Africa as the place to build. So that just happened to be where the opportunity presented itself. Um, just from networking again, connecting with other individuals, um, there's opportunity and there are projects. So it just really made sense. That's one place I would also like to do anywhere with beaches. And, you know, Africa has beautiful beaches as well. But one of the Caribbeans, that would, you know, be major. You know, one of our guests um, specializes in purchasing hotels in the Caribbean. Okay. Um, which is actually a pretty cool model. The reason that it seems to work so well is because the labor is a lot cheaper than it would be here. And mm -hmm. typically they're, they're not 
totally well run. So there's value add opportunities and stuff like that. Um, so that's very cool. Any other big plans? What I, what I love about talking with you is, is you definitely are full of ideas and full of energy. So like you get the idea, you implement right away. And then you look for the next idea, um, which is very similar to me. Have you always been that way? Is that something you were gifted with naturally? Or is that something that developed over time? So I will say that it is a gift and a curse. It's, and I'll start with the curse. It's a curse because, well, no, I'll start with the gift. Here's my point, right? <laughs> I'm a Libra. So it's a gift because you do have a lot of ideas. You can implement different things. Um, they say seven streams of income to be a billionaire. I don't believe that. I believe you can have one niche and really buckle down on that and grow what you want to. But it does allow you different opportunities to explore. So there's constantly going to be money flowing. And when you're living in your element and being yourself and you know, you have these ideas and it's something that you really care about, the money will come naturally. You don't have to go out here and work as hard, right? As someone who's strictly doing it for the money. And I just love being a creative person. I like music and art. I just love anything creative. So I'm always excited to implement something new and see the finished product at the end. Now, the curse is there's a lot of ideas. So there's probably eight notebooks that I have full of ideas that have not been implemented, right? So, you know, sometimes you have to really figure out, okay, what is the next logical move and what makes sense? And with me having a family now, you know, I have to consider that as well, because if it was up to me, I would be a nomad and just have houses everywhere and just travel every day of the week somewhere one of my different houses and decorate, right? But we have to work around life too. So it, you know, it just really depends. So where I'm at now is really figuring out what big goal I'd like to do next. I have a couple different options. I reached some of my goals a little faster than I anticipated. So I want to be strategic with this next phase in life. However, I do know it involves teaching. Um, you asked me about podcasts earlier. And I don't have the technical skills. I have the knowledge. I have the personality. I'm excited about it. But I would love to do something in that arena with coaching more. I've done it a little bit, but I'm sure there's a next level I can take it to. Absolutely. I could tell by talking to you, you'd be a total natural at it. So we'll discuss that after the show. I wanted to ask, well, I wanted to first point out, like I could totally relate to you on the ideas. I can tell the people I know, like I have a hundred ideas a day. And, you know, a couple of them are actually good. But the problem is like shiny object syndrome is a thing in real estate. Like most real estate agents struggle with it, but a really creative person, it's even harder to do it because um, number one, you have more ideas. And it's kind of like, have you heard about the photography experiment where one teacher said to half of his class to take a thousand pictures and bring me your best one? And he told the rest of the class, take one picture and, and just give me that one. Like, which one do you think did better? I want to say the one. Really? No, it was the other one. The people that took a thousand pictures and picked their favorite picture, they did better by a vast margin because they had more experience. Oh, it's see, that simple. Was, they would have overload of so many pictures, they wouldn't be able to just pick one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, I mean, I totally relate to you there. I 
since I do relate to you, I wanted to ask you this. Do you struggle with boredom um, when you're working in real estate? Because boredom is like my Achilles heel. I'll get really good at something. And once I'm already good, like I love the challenge. I love the challenge of learning. But once I've already learned it, it's like, oh, my God, I can't do this anymore because it's just there's there's no challenge. There's just no fulfillment for me. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for saying it. <laughs> it's so funny. And I appreciate you being relatable because when I say it to my fellow colleagues, like, you know, I'm bored in real estate. They're like, what do you mean? You're doing great at it. Like, why? How could you be bored? And it's because you've mastered it. And it's really repetitive. You know, I love meeting new people. I love my clients to heart. But it is the same monotonous, structured activity once you've done it over and over and um you know the team was definitely a new challenge um and even with real estate and the investing world something that i look forward to is taking something ugly and making it beautiful but at a certain point you've done it you've done the trends you've done you know different um builds and styles and years you it, it gets very monotonous and it gets extremely boring. And that's why I'm looking forward to more of the teaching because it'll give me an opportunity to travel um, and not just be in a bubble of real estate, but really experiencing things outside of that world, but with people that can collaborate and hopefully something beautiful will come out of it. We have very similar goals, Jasmine, because um, collaboration is the king. You know, I'm... I can't understand why so many people compete, even locally. Like um, collaboration is over competition. I'm happy to send a referral to somebody. It's like 45 minutes north of me because I could get 25 to 30 percent and not do any of the work. <laughs> I, I'd rather do that all day. Um, absolutely fantastic. So I want to lean into your creativity a little bit because not only do you have all these amazing business ideas and you're such a go-getter. You mentioned before the show that you're a, a rapper. Let's talk about that a little bit. I am. So I love, love, love music. And I have a couple videos, actually. I got hacked on my IG page. It was Mrs. Underscore Cut the Check. And I had my rap videos on there. I've had clients close. And we did a rap video for his closing where we got the client involved. I had one of the guys on my team, uh, Larry, doing the rap coming out of the crawl space with the suit on you know we have fun um i've done my own videos and i try to incorporate the things i care you know i'm not i'm not a trapper so i'm not rapping about being in the streets and guns and everything i'm rapping about what i do being an agent and it's fun so is this something you you do more as a creative outlet for fun because i mean first off it's a tremendous marketing thing because you're setting your part yourself apart from all the other agents right away it's a pattern interrupt like everybody else is just doing a boring walkthrough or something like that and you have like creative rap videos is it mostly for your creative enjoyment or are you looking to kind of make a career out of it or something well, let me say this. If the right person is listening, absolutely, I'd love to make a career out of it. Shout out Timberland, P. Diddy, someone. But, <laughs> you know, it's, it's definitely an outlet, um, something I've always done. And I just don't believe that any 
corporate job or business has to be in a box. You should bring your personality into it. If I could not, I've actually left brokerages because they weren't okay with me rapping and doing skits and fun videos. But if I can't have self-expression, I don't care about the money. So I would love to do it as a career, but it's definitely something that um, just helps me enjoy my job a lot better. And it also even though I don't do it for marketing, it transitions to marketing. And people come to me because of that. Because they're like, oh, she's a fun realtor. She's popping champagne on her boat with her clients. And, you know, they love that type of stuff. I have clients picked up in Ferraris. I've had murals painted in my clients' houses before they got there. You know, I do a lot of fun things because I really enjoy the celebration of it. And so it translates to marketing because I've had, you know, one client came to me and he's like, hey, me and my wife are in the military band and we saw your video rapping. We don't want to work with anybody but you. Like no matter how long we have to wait, we want to work with you. And they refer all of their friends, right? So, and it becomes a family. Now I'm the family realtor. It's about eight of their colleagues. So it does translate into marketing, but I really do it because I enjoy it. And that's the best life to live, right? When you're doing stuff that you actually enjoy doing, you're doing it for fun. And, and if it could lead to money, I mean, what, what more can you ask for? You said something super important. Like one of your previous brokers wasn't allowing you to be your genuine self, which is the worst advice that anybody could give to anybody, especially in the social media age with all the short form content and things of that nature. Like there's a lot of people out there trying to do it and they're trying to be somebody else and they're never going to get a following because they're acting, they look fake and it just doesn't work. But if you lean into who you are, if you're genuine, if you're authentic, you're going to attract people that are attracted to your personality, which generally speaking, they're going to be similar to you in some way or another. And guess what? You're attracting clients that are similar to you. They're easier to work with. You have more fun working with them. And all of a sudden, work doesn't feel like work quite like it used to. Exactly. Um, I'm loving what you're doing here. Um, I'm going to throw your curveball here. If you had a billion dollars mm -hmm. and a hundred lifetimes of cash flow, so not only do you have a, a billion dollars in the bank, but you're getting bankrolled every month, what would you be doing with your time? With my time? Yeah. Oh, I'd be rapping for sure. Let me say that. Uh, <laughs> I would have the hottest music videos. <laughs> so I would definitely incorporate other people. So I would jump into the music industry and I would collaborate globally with probably women who were like single moms or in college still or um, in high school but don't really know what they want to do. And I would incorporate them with jobs into my business because I could pay them whatever and you know I could do that everywhere so whether you're can do like the graphics if you can do the lighting if you can write a script I would just incorporate people I'm a big giver so I would give like a lot of it away but you gotta work for it absolutely tremendous answer hopefully P Diddy or Jay-Z or R listening you never know maybe they could check you out <laughs> Fingers crossed. I mean, it'd be great for me too, but I prefer it for you. Um, I'm going to just leave an open-ended question for you. Um, is there anything else you would like to touch upon on this show? Okay. Who's the target audience? 
Ram, typically real estate agents um, looking to invest or newer investors. So it's going to be okay. real estate niche 100%, but more agents. Who are seasoned but want to get into investing? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, oh, great transition. My biggest advice is just jump in and do it. I think the biggest fear, if you're already a real estate agent and you're successful, that means you're making money. Sometimes we get a little stingy with our money and we're scared to lose it. And my favorite quote is, without great risk, you can't have great rewards. So spend the money, make the connections, and just jump into it. At worst case, if you lose the money, you try, but nine times out of 10, if you're in real estate already, this is a calculated risk. So it's a lot of ways that you won't lose. So just do it and, you know, jump into it without, don't, don't hold your money because you will only hold yourself back. Absolutely. I love what you said. Like the worst thing that could happen is you can lose money. One of my mentors told me there's no such thing as losing in real estate. There's winning learning. and learning. Yep. So you might lose money, but guess what? If you lose money, like I lost 15 grand once, I can tell you exactly why I lost $15,000 and that is never going to happen again, right? <laughs> well, so I paid someone $8,000 for a roof on my first investment. Never saw the guy again. Didn't get his ID, his contractor's license, nothing. $8,000 gone. <laughs> My, you actually took an 8K loss and you still took home 60 grand, huh? So, yeah, so it, it made it. My partner was teed off, to say the least, but I made up for it. <laughs> you certainly did. I mean, that's a great way to blow the doors off. Uh, Jasmine, this has been so much fun. If the audience wanted to get in touch with you, what would be the best way for them to do so? They could find me on Facebook at Jasmine Douglas or on IG at The Jasmine Way with two Y's. All right. There you have it. You can reach out to her if you would like to. Um, to those of you out there chasing freedom, freedom is accomplished one action at a time. Go out there and take massive action. As we said before, ignorance on fire beats knowledge on ice. You're going to learn faster by failing than you ever will by reading a book. So just go out there. Go out there and try it. Take more action than anybody else is willing to take because I can tell you action, effort, and habits are really the only thing you need to be successful in real estate. Tell somebody you know that will help hold you accountable. And before you know it, you too will be living a life of freedom. So thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you on the next one.